Welcome to the Brewell Broadcast, where we break down stigmas, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and prioritize our mental health. Our goal is to help bridge the gap between the experts and the amateurs of holistic health and wellness through intentional conversation. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm so grateful to have you here. Okay, I'm super excited. Today we have Lindsay Walter, and she is an amazing person. Let's just start there. Um, we're going to do an amazing episode. I'm like, I kind of want to like drop hints, but at the same time I don't. But just to give you the gist, we're covering all things Akasha and Lindsay's journey to that, which is very, very inspirational and I think has a lot of great information. So without further ado, Lindsay, if you want to give a little intro about you and let's start with massage therapy, the COVID journey and take it from there. I wanted to say thank you so much for having me here on your podcast. I love your podcast. So to be here as a guest is an honor for me. So thank you. Um, I'm so excited but, to have you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me just kind of jump on in as well. Um, so I am a an Akashic Records reader, and I really kind of started my healing journey and my spiritual path a really long time before I became reacquainted with the Akashic Records, um, but I'll kind of speed up the story just a little bit. I was feeling so unbalanced in life. You know, you start your word of the year every year, right around this time, you create a year a word, and I picked balance for my word of the year. And, you know, on Facebook, they give you little reminders of what you were doing three years ago, four years ago, things like that. Right after I picked balance as my word of the year, Facebook reminded me that for the past three years with the memories, I had picked balance. So clearly whatever I was doing to reclaim balance in my life was not working. So I decided then and there, I need to try something new. Um, The best thing we can do is to, if something's not working, let that go and try a different path. So I had kind of thought about transcendental meditation that had really kind of been in my universe, so to speak. I had been seeing things about transcendental meditation. I had been listening to um, music and I had been looking at different social media and it was just kind of in my awareness. So I decided that perhaps something to do for balance would be to create a meditation journey. And I started to work with a guru and learn all about transcendental meditation. In doing so, I started to meditate twice a day and really start to pay attention to all the messages, all the downloads that were coming through while I meditated. And as I was meditating, I started to hear voices, four to be exact, different male sort of voices And as I started to hear these messages with these different voices, which weren't my own, I started to take action on it. And the more I took action, the more abundant and clear those messages became. And I finally was like, okay, so who is this talking to me? Who are you? Are you part of my soul team? Are you my guides? Who are you? And so clearly it was, yes, we're your spirit guides you know, we're here to support you and guide you. And I was like, well, what is your name? What can I call you? And they said, we're the four corners. 
come to find out the Four Corners work with other people as well. So if you're listening out there and you work with the Four Corners, you know how wonderful they are to work with. So long story short, I started really working with them more often. I started taking message or taking a lot of action on their messages. One day in springtime, it was, girl, you need to go on like a hot girl mental health walk. So I went out for a walk. And as I was walking, it was like, okay, you need to listen to a podcast. Now, this was like 2018, I think 2019, maybe the spring of 2019. And, you know, there were podcasts, obviously, but I had never listened to a podcast before ever. So I just pulled out my phone. I was already listening to music. I opened the Apple podcast app because that was all I had downloaded as far as podcast apps and just searched spiritual podcasts. It's what came forward. And I just picked the prettiest art because (laughs) that's what drew me. I'm like, Ooh, I like that podcast. That looks great. Click. I didn't look anything else. Well, as I started listening, lo and behold, it was a podcast that was once called Woken Wired. It is now called Web Ape, I believe. And the host, Ksenia, was talking all about, um, was talking to a woman named Ashley Wood. And she was talking all about the Akashic Records. And it was, you know, call it what you want, that light bulb moment, that aha moment, the moment where, you know, the world stands still and everything is bright and you just know something magical is about to happen to you or something magical has just happened. It's that coming home moment. And as soon as Ashley started talking about the Akashic Records, I knew what she was talking about. It was like a remembering is what I call it. I was nodding my head. I'm like doing my hot girl walk, right? I've got a smile (laughs) on my face. I'm like loving life. Yes, yes, yes. And just eating up everything she was saying. But not only was it was like I was learning and receiving all this information, but I was remembering it. I knew what she was talking about. It was unreal. So I got home and I talked to my husband, Dan, who is like, I call him my yes man. He is such a supportive partner. I love him so dearly. And I was like, honey, I have to tell you, you know, and I'm starting to talk to him about the Akashic Records. And he's like, nodding along with me like yes yes this is it for you I'm like I need to learn everything I need to gobble this up I need to know what I already know and this is this is like this is an important new path for me and so I you know started to research Linda Howe bought books you know was like diving in and for those of you who don't know Linda Howe is like in our time I kind of call her like the godmother of the Akashic Records. She's like the epitome of knowledge for all things Akasha, Akashic Records. She's the woman to learn from, truly. Um, so I'm, you know, diving into all this stuff and kind of started to learn how to enter my records. And then by that time, um, Ashley had put out a whole course on how to be certified to read your own records. So I did that and I'm practicing my own. Then she put out a guide all about how to learn to read for others. So I took that course as well and kind of started to dabble a little bit. And when I started to do that, I kind of started to talk to some of my friends, some of my massage um, clientele. I'm also a massage therapist. That's like my day job. (laughs) And um, 
they were really into it. They're like, tell me more. I want to do a, you know, I want to book a session. This is so cool. And right as I kind of started to dive in, you know, COVID came and we were all going within. We were home. We were not talking to people outside of our little pods. And I was like, okay, something really big needs to happen here. I feel like I'm on the precipice. I felt already like I was on the precipice of really coming into myself and using the massage or using um, the Akashic records as part of my career. And, you know, I'm taking a look around and realizing, you know, everyone is talking all about losing loved ones, losing their jobs, losing their home, losing themselves in so many different ways and just unsure of their next steps in life. And, you know, also at the same time, everyone was downloading TikTok. (laughs) So I did the same thing. And I just made a TikTok, basically just putting myself out there saying, I'm an Akashic Records reader. It is like your soul's journey, a thumbprint. Um, You know, I call it like the cloud for your soul. And I would love to do a reading for you. I just said, you know, people are looking for guidance and I can use your own soul's journey to guide you in your next steps in life. I'm here to help and support. I'm not here to make money. This is an exchange of energy. So whatever you're able to donate, donate. And when I tell you that TikTok went viral, I started doing like seven readings a day, which is pretty much all I could handle because it was about seven, you know, seven hours worth of work. Right. And I was reading for people and I was helping people. And, you know, some people have, you know, reached out and said, thank you so much. I've gone back to school. I've done this. I've done that and kept in contact. And it has felt so good to do that. And by the time I was able to start doing massage again, I was doing massage some days, doing Akashic Records some days. And that's kind of brings us up to where we are now, where now I'm still a massage therapist looking, you know, to retire from that. I'm 20 years into my career almost and looking for other things. So I'm doing Akashic Records readings still by donation and also used that and used the guidance from my own Akashic Records to really build on the journey of using the Akashic Records also to buy our house. I used guidance from that. I basically, I like to say I stole my house, um, got this great deal, got a land contract, got this house that was perfect for us without it even going on the market. <laughs> when the market was so hot, um, I found this house and talked to the owner and said, I would love to live here. And she said, cool, you can have it for a two-year land contract interest-free. I mean, like, I stole my house. And... Right. We live here. We've made this a beautiful home that we love. And, you know, we're raising our children. We've already just launched one to Colorado. And things are really progressing. But it's my use of my Akashic Records going in deeper and really getting that soul guidance and guidance from my guides to help to propel me in my days. And the balance, when I talk about using, needing that word balance, it went full circle and brought me back into balance. And now I also use that and I've created a four pillar method for balanced living. And I use the Akashic records in tandem with that four pillar method to help people to reclaim balance in their lives as well. Oh my gosh. I obviously already had kind of a little bit of a snippet, but like even hearing it a second time, it just excites me because 
I really think like people, you know, when you are on that threshold of like knowing something and it's coming to you and it's just one of those situations where sometimes when you tell people they don't grasp it the way that you're like, this is just telling <laughs> me, like it's telling me to go here. And so I really do love that you have examples of like, we bought our house. Like we have all these things that, you know, it's hard in the spiritual community. Like I said, you have people that are naysayers, like, oh, you're crazy. There's no way. But when you hear yeah. people and their inspirational stories of like, no, this is like, you just need to listen. You need to tune in. Um, yes. I guess yeah. for the listeners, since they haven't been in the rabbit hole, can you give a general idea? What is the Kashuk Records? All of the things, you know, just to break it down a little bit so people are on the same page as us and understand what we're talking about. Absolutely. So like I said before, I like to think of the Akashic Records as like the cloud for your soul. So from the moment that your soul incarnated through all of its lifetimes to this very moment, while you are listening or seeing this podcast, um, every moment, every thought, every feeling that your soul has had is kept in its own Akashic Records in Akasha, which means the ethers, it's in a different realm. And I like to think about it. I'm a little bit older. So for those who didn't <laughs> learn this in library, if you actually took library class, we learned something called the Dewey Decimal System. It's like a card catalog. So basically you go to this little catalog in the middle of the library and it's this whole big bureau with all these little drawers. And say you want to do a book, you know, look at a book of poems by Shelf Silverstein. You would go to the S's, you'd find Shelf Silverstein, you would pull out the card for where the sidewalk ends, and it would tell you based on those numbers on the card exactly where to find where the sidewalk ends by Shel Silverstein. I kind of think about opening people's records and entering your own records like that. I picture this most grandiose, beautiful library in Akasha, in the ethers, in this gorgeous other realm. And I I kind of visualize my guides going to the card catalog, pulling Lindsay Walter, opening my book, because it's my very own record, and basically using my records, my soul's journey, to decipher and deliver messages to me based on past lives I've had, based on anything that I have going on, or if I'm looking for guidance for the future, they can guide me for the future based on my record. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what the Akashic records are. They're your own record um, kept in the ethers, and you can access it yourself. Someone can access it for you. But beyond that guidance, you can release energetic blocks, things that might be keeping you from moving forward. There's guidance based on that. You can really do a lot of healing based on past lives that you can, you know, relearn and relive, things like that. All of this is kept there and you can access all of that information. And it's just amazing. <laughs> I know. I'm like, like I told you before we hopped on, like I've been so excited all day to hear about this and all things Akasha. Um, I would love to interject. And I think you agreed with this in our discovery call, just to mention for our listeners, um, the Akashic Records is a very specific, specific type of healing energy and from what I understand and experience myself um traditionally they call to you in a very very odd dynamic it seems like almost it hits you 
like a ton of bricks. I have no prior experience in this. And why is this thing popping up for me? And like I said, I feel like you would agree with that based on your experience. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, like the universe knows you. You're held by your soul team and your spirit team. And I often hear people say, you know, like we've talked about, like, I haven't connected with my guides yet. Or I don't really know. I feel like I hear messages or I feel like I feel things in my body or I see things. But does that really mean that that's guidance? Who is that coming from? Is that from my records? What is that? And that's where I always say, you know, dive deep into those messages, call them messages, call them downloads, call them whatever you want, feelings, sounds, visions, um, take action on that because they're coming to you at a time where they know that you are ready to receive. And perhaps the universe has kind of been showing you the way your guides have been giving you those messages. And it's kind of almost like you get hit over the head, you know, where they're like, hello. They, it's like they throw the Akashic records at you. They throw this big, amazing, like you said, healing tool in you or at you for you to discover at a time you didn't even know you needed it the most or, and, or are the most able to fully take the time to discover them. Right. And I guess this is a great point. I can give, um, I forget that I tend to not tell everybody. Like when I talk to you for however long we talked, I forget that I don't tell my entire community these things. So um, in my experience with the Akashic Records and kind of how I liked with Lindsay in general was, um, oddly enough, I found this random thread that popped up. And if you don't know, Threads is the new social media similar to Twitter on Instagram. Um, and basically I saw a thread one day that somebody had mentioned that they had just got out of an Akashic Records reading that was very healing and like they were very excited to talk about it. And myself personally, I will obnoxiously Google every single thing that I don't know and I see on the internet because to me, I don't know, like it's just one of those things like I want to know what you're talking about. You know, I want to educate myself. I've never heard of this. I want to educate myself. And I immediately like swiped up, ran to my Google search and was like, oh my gosh, like I feel so called to look into this. Ended up just like posting that random thread where we got aligned that I was like, I'm looking for somebody like I want to learn these things. And I grabbed the book by Linda Howe within, read it within a day. And like I told you previously, I am not super great at that. My ADHD says like 30 pages. I'm like usually crawling to 30 page mark. Like I'm telling myself, we need to read 30 pages today. Like let's sit down and be by ourselves in that book for some reason, just like I couldn't put it down. There were so many things and two days. No, actually I apologize. The day of Christmas, when we got home, everybody was, we had done like everything early. Um, my partner was like, you know, playing with his new game that he got. My, our kid was putting away his toys and I was like, all right, I'm going to go and try and do this. Like, I don't know what I'm going for. I don't know what's going to happen, but like mom's going outside. I'll be back in an hour. Like it says in the book, 15 to an hour. I'm going to give myself an hour because I don't know if I'll be able to bring it down and jump in within 15 minutes. So see you guys in an hour. And um, I have not successfully for everyone listening, my own self access the Akashic records. I feel like I was knocking on the door, if you will. And I've told Lindsay that um, I have, definitely taken the time to, I attempted one more time and I felt like, again, I got very close, but I, there's just something keeping me back at this time. 
if you know anything about the Akashic Records or you feel inclined to go down the rabbit hole, you will realize that it's probably the universe telling you so that you can clear these things so that you can jump in. And I'm hopeful. I am still going to continue on my path. I actually haven't told you this, Lindsay, but I have, honestly, I'm thinking I'm probably going to ask if you'll do mine and maybe try to yeah. assist me, um, you know, when we have some time, because sure. maybe that would be like my step is just hearing somebody else kind of give me an idea. Yeah. But I would also like to mention in the research I have done, and Lindsay, feel free to interject if this is false. I think releasing expectations of what will happen for me there would best suit me. Um, maybe like the interpretation of what I'm thinking will happen. And I've read in like Reddit threads that that similarly happens to people. When you have that expectation, it's very hard to cross over to the threshold of what actually you could receive or know or hear or have happen for you. So yeah. again, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm like, I'm not giving up yet, which is very out of character for me. I'm usually the type of person when I can't do it, like this is boring, move on to the next thing and find something that interests me. So I'm just like super excited, you know, to hear all the things that you have to offer right now, as well as share this, because I have a feeling it's going to speak to a few very specific people in my community. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as far as extra guidance for entering your records, you are 100% right when it's like not only just releasing expectation, but also release fear, release, yeah. you know, fear of the unknown, because although people might be excited, like, I can't wait to hear at the back of your mind, you might be like, what am I going to receive? What yeah. is this going to be? There's a lot that go in, that goes into it. And actually I, for a while had um, for sale on my website, I created a whole, my own, um, how to read the Akashic records guide. And maybe I should pop that back on, um, at some point, yes. but some of the first steps that I talk about, some of the first steps that you take are, um, first you introduce yourself and I do a sorry guided meditation on, um, how to, reach and connect with your spirit guides, kind of connecting to your spirit team. This could be your soul team, your angel team, your ancestors as well. I call them all in when I'm opening my records. And also when I'm opening other people's records, I call in their angel team, their whole, their whole team. Um, oh. I call them in as well. But then, you know, after connecting with your guides, then I do a whole meditation journaling about releasing fear um, it just really helps to clear your mind and really open yourself to all of the guidance. Um, then there's, you know, really a, there's a list of do's and don'ts for opening your Kashuk records, for instance, um, being drug and alcohol free for at least 24 hours before, um, you know, entering your records or especially for others is a huge thing. Now there's a caveat. If you are prescribed medication, like if you have a heart murmur, please do not go off your medication in order to open your records. That is not yeah. included. It's more of a recreational drug and alcohol that you just want to help to clear your own mind. And those are things that, um, you know, we use with our own medicines in order to dive deeper or just block out the day or just relax in some way. People that use plant medicines, exactly the same thing, you know, cannabis or otherwise, um, using it to do a, a deeper connection to relax to whatever can still create a cloud, um, and a block for entering your own records. So for 24 hours, 
Um, before you enter your records, you want to go um, drug and alcohol, recreational drug and alcohol free. Um, there's things about, you know, making sure that if you are under 18 or if you're going to read for people, you can't read for minors. You can't read for people that haven't given you your expressed, um, you know, and uh, consent. So if you're doing a reading for someone and they say, well, what about my boyfriend? You can't, your, their boyfriend has not given his um, consent. So it's really only a reading for them, that sort of thing. Um, so, and also if you're having a block, you can also say, uh, you know, before you do the pathway prayer or whatever your opening prayer is to open your records, you can say, I consent to this reading for myself. I give oh. myself express permission to enter my records and I give my guides, my express permission to enter my records and um, deliver these messages to me. You know, that might be a way to release blocks, but also there's ways to prepare. Like I know we've talked about using the shower, using water, preparing an altar space, um, creating the energy around you in order to um, clear the space and open everything for you to receive. So you can do an energetic cleanse and whatever sort of smudging practice that might be. Um, I always tell people be mindful of closed practices. So if you're not, you know, American Indian, um, Native American, please don't use white sage as though that is a closed practice for Native Americans um, and other different cultures as well, not just them. So just be really mindful of the practices that you're using to smudge. Yeah, so just know that. I, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the box just checked in my head. I literally lit this oh, in the yeah. moment before I started because I was thinking I needed to cleanse my energy. Mm -hmm. Hello, friend. Did I just create this problem for myself? Well, you know, not necessarily. You are trying to cleanse it. I just say to be mindful of close practices of other of other cultures as a respect and offering gratitude for for the universe and the world providing, you know, providing things for you to use as well. But you can use cedar. You can use lavender. Um, okay. You can use different incense, um, different things to clear the energy. Um, you can use different crystals to clear the energy, to clear your personal energy, um, things like that. So just clear the space. I like to do an altar. I might choose different crystals that are speaking to me or say I'm having a hard time communicating and need to find, um, you know, some guidance on how to communicate with someone. I might um, do something to clear my throat chakra or grab a little lapis, which is really good for communication. It's blue, like your blue throat chakra things like that and hold on to it while I'm receiving messages. So really prepare the area around you. A lot of times people, um, also energies, your guides, your ancestors really draw a lot of energy from water. So if you hear people say like, I just do my best thinking in the shower, like everything just comes to me. It's like, well, yeah, because your whole guide team, they're around you and drawing energy from the water in the shower. And they are just, feeding you with all these lovely messages and guidance when you're like, I just had the best idea. I'm going to go do this. This is the color I wanted for my walls. This is what I should do to communicate with my best friend. And we're like, you know, in a tiff right now. All of that is coming through so clearly because your guides are so, are most, you know, and their highest energy 
drawing from the shower. So you can also place water, um, a vessel with water on your altar for them to draw energy. Ooh. You can put um, flowers, pieces of fruit, you know, and a piece of orange or a rose, which has the highest frequency, um, energetic frequency in a flower. You can put those on your altar for your ancestors and for other guides to come in and draw energy and also as a lovely gift to them um, to say thank you. So all of those are different ways to set the tone, set the space, clear the energy, kind of get it all right um, in order to enter your records too. Okay. I mean, I'm even learning stuff right now. I did not know all of these things and um, I will bring my cross to bear about the cannabis because I know that some people might need to hear this. I actually, um, as many people know, am, have been a very heavy overuser, I can now say, um, very unintentional user for, I would even say like probably two years now at the same time. I heavily leaned into it when um, I used psychedelic healing because if those that use psychedelic healing, you know that it can be very overwhelming and can be, you know, it just helps to ease the experience for you. So it did get out of control, though. I, I'm willing to admit that. But I actually tried before Christmas to completely stop smoking cannabis all at once. I put myself into severe anxiety attacks, and it very much went the opposite of what I intended. So I fell back. I think I attempted like three separate times. And every single time, I just kept like coming back to it because I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this anxiety. And Thankfully, I had like a psychedelic experience where my partner had pointed out, like, you know, I very much notice you're using this as like a pacifier and brought it to my attention in a very just respectful way and yeah. helped me kind of move from that. And I had started to lessen. Well, as I tried to open the Akashic Records, I had abstained because I was like, okay, it says in the book, like, you need to not smoke. And then I had digging down this rabbit hole, still found out that actually, you know, it is helpful if you are a very habitual user to sustain for longer than the 24 hours because it is something that's in your energetic field. So yeah. I, again, my cross to bear, I am continuing to attempt this and I'm now like, I think 14 or 15 days now completely abstaining from cannabis so I can attempt to do this with some clear energy. But I have noticed, like I've noticed that um, my dreams are very, very vivid now and I've had multiple of them at night again, and some people you know and assume that dreams could be a way that we communicate through spirit. And yeah. I will say I haven't had any messages per se at this time, but I am getting more um, consciously aware that I'm dreaming again, and that's something new that I haven't done in quite some time. So maybe that's my form of clairvoyance. I don't know yet, but mm -hmm. I'm going to get there. But, you know, again, just for anybody listening, like, don't allow you know, the fear of letting go of that stop you because if you're ready, I think your guides are telling you for a reason and it will come in due time. So we're all Absolutely. here and we're all trying. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I sit in ceremony with cacao. I'm a big, big, um, uh, supporter of plant medicine, 100%. And the uses, uses of it. Um, I, I truly believe it's on, this earth for us to use and to find um, a lot of depths of our soul and a lot of knowledge or a lot of healing while sitting in ceremony with different plant medicines. So, I mean, by all means, that's not a knock. It's just when you're entering the Akashic records, yeah, abstaining at least 24 hours 
um, in order to get your healing through this avenue as well. I appreciate your viewpoint on that. Cause I think some people in this space can be very, either you're very for it and support it, or you think that it's hindering your growth. And so it's nice to have like a refreshing middle ground person too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as you mentioned balance, I really did like that angle and wanted to kind of stick with that theme because not only is it yours, but it really did resonate with the entire um, idea of our episode. So um, moving into, obviously my goal is to help others when trying to get into this space and trying to attempt their spiritual connection, whatever that avenue is. And as a mom and as a partner, you know that life is demanding. We have so many things. We have all the boxes that need to be checked. And being your spiritual self can sometimes, in very normalized, I guess, standpoints, become something that is less priority than something else. And, you know, how do you manage, like, all the things I would love for you to share more about um, your experience, you know, with your partner and the support that you received during the Akashic Records journey that you've had, because that was very inspiring to me just hearing that it, you know, you don't, that's not something you hear every day in today's society. So I would love for you to, you know, if you're willing to chat about that. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I will say that, like I said, I mean, it took me three years of using the word balance. <laughs> as my word of the year to even like think about different ways to re reclaim balance for myself. So first and foremost, it is not an overnight fix, even getting guidance from the Akashic Records. A lot of it, especially when you're new to entering the Akashic Records or when you're new to your spiritual journey, um, I think the universe really plants a lot of wonderful little presence along the way. Like I think people manifest things really early. It kind of, the universe likes to excite us and keep us on that path. Um, but just really know that along with spiritual awakenings, along with everything that we learn, um, A, yes, that support system is huge, but you know, things don't always happen overnight. So if you feel discouraged, just know that if one thing isn't working, try another you know, we use the moon phases to release what's no longer um, serving you. Use a new moon to bring on new things. You know, really tap into what on your path works best for you. Um, I like to, in my day, I threw out the word routine because I was putting so much pressure on myself and I have ADD too. So I was putting so much pressure on myself to keep a daily routine, do my morning routine, do my nightly routine. It just wasn't working for me. It worked so well for others. For me, it didn't. So that's something that I released in order to bring on something new. The newness that I've brought on, which has helped me is the word ritual. I take, I received the word ritual as something fanciful, as something elegant, as something ceremonial and so special. So in the morning, I have the ritual of doing my morning transcendental meditation. I put my son on the bus. I do the mom thing. My mom hat goes on. I get my son on the bus. I make him his pancakes. I give him his hugs. They, I read somewhere that a human being needs nine hugs a day to survive. So he gets at least, he gets nine big hugs and then like a thousand little hugs before he goes out onto the bus, you know, that sort of thing. Those are our little mom, mom, son rituals 
But then I take the time for me and I sit there and do my 20 minutes of TM and I sometimes sit in bed and because I really still want to be in my warm bed and that's comfortable, a lot of times I create my altar. I call in my guides. I have my special ritualistic way that I start every session and I just make it special for me. I light a candle. I do the thing that feels good. And throughout my day, before, you know, and during and, you know, in between clients, I have a ritual of how I change the sheets on my massage table or how I fold my laundry and then put it away. I have everything. And I like to think of ritual because I think that that helps to keep me in balance. It makes everything special. And like, it feels amazing to have every day be a special day, to just feel exquisite and luxurious. I'm also a Taurus, and Taurus love the luxury. They love the luxe life. So it makes me feel really fanciful. But beyond the things that you do for yourself and beyond the things and the ways that you find to, you know, have that balance in your life or to use your spiritual self and your spirituality to support yourself, um, you know, working through um, using my guides and using the Akashic records for guidance is one thing using crystal therapy, sound therapy. I do all of that as a support system, but my husband, Dan, I call him my yes man. He is probably my greatest supporter outside of myself. You know, he's my cheerleader. He's the one that always, you know, if I say, hey, I think I want to go do this. I think I want to learn this. I think I want to try this. Have you heard of this? He's like, yes, yes, yes. The only time he says no is like when it's just a bad idea that's going to hurt myself or someone else. And he's like, it's, you don't need to put a hole in that wall, honey. Like, that's a bad idea. Probably no on that. It's a supportive wall. The house will come down. That's the kind of no I received from him. Otherwise, he is, first of all, he's on his own spiritual journey. He's been on his own spiritual path since he was like 16 years old. So for about 30 years, he's, he's 47 now. So 31 years he's been on his own journey. And having him be be on his own journey, we're kind of like in tandem with each other. We have our own paths. We do our own meditation practices. But then a lot of times we'll come together and do full moon or new moon ceremonies. We create different conversations. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, We do guided meditations together. I have a Zen room in my backyard that came with the house. It's like a she shed. It's attached to our garage. And that's where I do my massage practice and where I do my Akashic records. And um, I'll, you know, turn on the table and I have this beautiful chaise lounge and one will lay on the table. One will lay on the chaise lounge. I put guided meditations on. We light candles. We, you know, really set our intentions and get our energy in tune. And then we just listen to a guided meditation. We do tuning forks. I mean, all of that stuff. And it's so great that he's super into it. But even if he weren't into it, so to speak, having him be so supportive of me when I say, I really want to, you know, I bought these crystals and I'm learning so much. And every time I hold on to this lapis, I feel as though that, you know, communication is heightened. You know, I feel my throat chakra open up a little bit more or whatever. And he's like, that's amazing. You know, tap into that, do it, go do see, you know, we're both hard workers and um, we support each other's goals and our goals as a collective in our lives and living our very best life um, every day. 
having those gorgeous special days every day is something that's important to us. And it doesn't take a lot, by the way. It's not, when I say I want to do all these things, I'm not saying I'm going to drop $500 today on crystals because I just learned, you know, it's like maybe going and buying one special crystal for $4. I mean, it doesn't have to be an overhaul your life every time you want to learn something. That's actually something that I do with my clientele sidebar when I'm teaching them how to reclaim balance in their life. It's rarely is it something that they should purchase. Generally, it's use what you have in your house or use your energy for this. It doesn't have to be expensive. So hearing me say that, like, I, I want to try things, so I do it. I don't want you to think, well, okay, so what is she, you know, is she made of money? That must be really nice. I mean, it's literally like, I want to learn about this. And it's like you said, a Google search, you know, it's time, it's energy. Um, but having, having people in your life that support you, um, even if they don't truly get it, but just because they love you and want you to live your very best life, having people in your corner that then you can reciprocate and do the same for them is really important on any journey, but starting out on your spiritual journey, starting out with the Akashic Records, um, or anything beyond that, it's really important just to have someone in your corner that's your yes person. Right. I, I really do love that you touched on that. I think that it's a great um, way to obviously, honestly, roll into us and kind of giving some tips for beginners, because I immediately think that when you get into this space, it is very easy. And I've experienced it myself, especially to our local community that I live in. It's very easy to find yourself feeling isolated and alone. And especially when you're doing the inner work and you're dealing with the childhood traumas, you're very easily put into like a cocoon and you just tend to like come right back in. And that's fabulous. And I do believe that doing the inner work does have some degree of needing to come back to yourself and needing to check in with yourself. And obviously we all do that in vastly different ways than the next, but really when you're trying to get on this platform, as I mentioned, like, who are you after the healing? Who are you after this? You know, you've worked through the muck and now it's like, I've talked so many times. Okay. What's next? Like beyond societal pressure, beyond parental pressure, who am I? What, like, you know, I keep saying this over and over in this last week of a theme of really reporting back to your authentic self. And of course, it's very easy to say, well, yeah, I believe in that. Or I agree with that. It's you check that box, but do you really like, do you really know? And that community that comes along with that, like you said, the one yes person to just say, listen, number one, active listening to you and being like, okay, I know this sounds like the most woo woo idea and it came completely out of nowhere. And I'm really just like struggling. I'm trying to get this out. Just having their ears open, listening and being like, yeah, I think that, you know what, if that calls to you, then attempt it. That's so, so important and a very huge first step in this space is find the people that either can relate or at least know how to actively listen. Because if not, you find yourself just drowning in all these things that you want to talk about and all these things that are coming up. And you're just like, I don't have anybody. Like, who do I turn to? And really, that's like, really the precipice of where Brie well came from was I went searching for my community that would listen. I mean, my partner is fabulous. Don't get me wrong, but he is a very traditional man's man. And sometimes I know that he tries very hard to be supportive, but his looks on his face are like, I have absolutely no way to relate to this. Nothing that you're saying right now is computing in the way that you think it is, but 
yeah, I think that's a great idea, honey. And so, you know, free will really came from Mm -hmm. trying to not only create like this community that I was searching for, but I want to help others. I want people to not feel so alone in this space because it really does help you and change the way that your spiritual journey goes. And, you know, I really would love for you at this point, if you have tips for people trying to get into their spiritual woo-woo girl self, (laughs) as well (laughs) as, you know, even specifically the Akasha. I know we cover a lot of the Akasha. So just in general, you know, tips that you may have for beginners. Absolutely. So, you know, like you said, even if it's not your partner, your person, um, you can find, you can find your people. I come from, I live right now in a very small town in Northern Michigan, which to put it very delicately is not the most open-minded always. Okay. <laughs> so, very um, similar. <laughs> yeah. So it took a little bit of guts for me at first when I was first learning the Akashic records and starting to maybe read for others, you know, I, um, had clients that were like, yes, yes, yes. Tell me everything. And then I had clients that are like, I love you for this. I love this journey for you. I love that you want to do this and I'm going to live vicariously through you because my religion, my practice doesn't allow for me to think outside that box. And I love my religion. I love my faith. So I, I can't join you on your journey, but I love you for it. You know, I heard that, which was like, oh my goodness. And I, and I love, you know, so then I could actively listen to that and reciprocate and say, I love you for being so devout in your faith and, you know, your, your journey and your spiritual self that, that you are not going to participate. You know, I honor you and thank you for honoring me. Um, But, you know, I thank goodness for the internet, right? I mean, there are so many from Reddit to TikTok to Instagram threads. I mean, finding you here on threads. Um, There are so many ways to connect with other like-minded people in any aspect. I mean, you have like people that are playing D&D. You have people reading the Akashic (laughs) Record. You have everything in between. They're just out there, you know? And that's one thing I always tell my clients is... um, I would say if you pretend to be someone else, right? If you want to fit in, so to speak, you and you're dimming your light, well, how are your people going to find you? You know, I think about like your crown chakra opening up and just beaming light out to the universe to act as a mirror for the universe to beam back into you, right? So if you are not stepping into your most authentic self, like you were saying, and having your bright light, How are your people going to find you? Dimming your light for others, turning your light off to fit into other groups. um, You're not finding your people because your little magnet isn't on. So I always say, yes, step into yourself, become your truest self, and then find people. And, you know, even on threads, people do it all the time. I'm looking to connect with, with people, with men, with women, with human beings, Um, that are into X, Y, Z, P, whatever, ABC. So I almost said X, Y, Z, P, D, Q, but that's examiners that were pretty damn quick. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, put yourself out there and find people that connect. And if you're having a hard time, go to any local spiritual store, any place that sells a crystal, any 
place that has great books um, and talk to people and say, hey, I'm new. And do you know, are there any local groups that get together and do this or create your own? Turn your light on and say, hey, community, I'm going to be hosting a talk every Wednesday at 530 at the public library in a free space or at a coffee shop if they allow, you know, like buy a coffee, buy a Danish, support this business, tip the barista, and then let's have a chat for an hour and let's just talk about what we're into. Turning your light on, being your authentic self is going to how be how you find your community. Um, that's just number one. Like you said, being that active listener, talking to people, but then listening and receiving what they say and helping them with their issue, being a true friend um, or true loved one um, is really wonderful. And then truly anything that you're into, go for it. Because when you say, oh, I think I really want to learn about crystals, or I've heard a lot about healing sound frequency. What is this 528 frequency? Why is that popping into my awareness? Those are messages that your spirit team is, they're giving you. They're saying, I'm heading you towards this, you know? So take the time, do the Google search, go to the library and check out books. And also most libraries, um, if you, if they don't have a book on crystals, you can ask the librarian and they can borrow from other libraries. So like I said, this doesn't have to be large investments more so than your time. So do the searches, borrow books. Um, talk to friends who might be able to share their resources with you, and then you might have a, a resource to share with them and build your community and build your knowledge and your awareness that way. And I always, always, always tell people, act on the messages you receive. The more you take action on them, the more abundant and clear they become. Mm-hmm. From going on my hot girl mental health walk to Turning on a podcast, my life changed. It's really that simple. I mean, you hear these these things where people say like, oh, you know, I just opened an Instagram account and did one reel and now I have a million followers. Isn't that so fun? Okay, so it's not like you do have to work towards things. But if I hadn't said this balance that I'm trying to reclaim isn't working, I'm going to try something new. So I had to do that work and decide to try something new. I had to realize that my awareness was transcendental meditation. I paid and took that class. Then I listened to the guidance that I was receiving and I talked to the people that I heard. Like, who are you talking in my right ear all the time? You know, I did that work and then I took the hot girl walk, which led me to the podcast thing, which led me to changing my entire life. So while yes, in a nutshell, it was that easy, that was also three to four months in the making of me doing the work, me continuously trying something new and putting the work in and being steadfast in that work to have it come to fruition. So beyond turning on your light beam to find your community, you know, do the work, be willing to do the work over and over and over again. When you start a new job, you don't become the boss the next day. You know, you work your way. Or maybe you don't become the boss because you're happy where you are. And that's a beautiful thing too. No one, you don't all, we don't all need to be the boss, but you can be the boss of your life. You can start at the, in the mailroom and work your way up to CEO by doing the work over and over and over again, finding what doesn't resonate with you, releasing it, finding what you like, digging in, having hurdles, 
going over the hurdles and continuing to work. That's right. And that no, I, I'm resonating with everything you just said. I think I went through like a grief period this last, like right before Christmas, actually, um, where just, you know, we actually had a pretty tragic incident back in September for my partner and our entire life slipped around. And, you know, there was people that I would have thought would have been like immediately on the phone texting or calling or checking in and they just weren't. And that was very, very difficult for me. And I definitely realized that I think it's because of me finally coming out of the psychedelic closet and me, you know, saying all these things, which was very, very difficult to like choke down. But the reality is, I know that I feel way more liberated and way more just comfortable. I'm accepting myself for once. I'm not fitting into this idea of what I thought I was and fitting in with this crowd. And I had to release that so that I could level up, which again, is some of those things are very, very difficult as a beginner in this space, because you're just like, wow, I'm going to change my entire life. And what if on the other side, nothing happens? I promise you, like something is going to happen. Like your life is going to level up. You are going to feel the honestly tidal waves of change. You just have to, like you said, show up and show these spirit guides, like, all right, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to let it happen. I'm willing to let whatever you're sending my way, I'm accepting it. I'm ready. I'm vulnerable. I'm available. And they're going to keep showing you, which it's like, I think that's the, I feel like it goes across all avenues of the spiritual world. Like, I think that's the very first hurdle that you have to hit before you're able to, you know, I wouldn't even say like ascend, but to get to that next step. Like you have to be able to release the idea of who you thought you were and this box that you were fitting into for so long before yep. they're ready to be like, okay, well you thought that's who you were, but like, are you ready for us to show you and, you know, be on that threshold? I, I, say that and I want to put on record I guess for everybody listening as I mentioned I've not myself had an Akashic Records experience I don't like to false prophecy if you will say that I have spoken and or heard another voice to interpret things for me so I hate like if anybody has that interpretation it's absolutely wrong I don't I am continuing to work at it and I'll you know continue on with that journey but I feel like you know it's, it comes in like stages, like you said. So you'll start seeing like the, okay, the hot girl walk and you know, this, it's very little cobblestones on the ginormous path that you're walking. And once you start, you know, the next one will show up and then the next one will show up and then the next one will show up. And so I feel like I'm on that threshold. Like I'm here. I felt like the energetic shift during meditation. I like said, I feel like if almost I could describe it as like knocking on the door of wherever the Akashic Records is held. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was there, but right when I got there, like for some reason, I don't know if it was just me, the energy, if I wasn't ready yet, but I just wasn't able to knock. And I'm continuing to cross the cobblestones to be able to get my knock ready to, you know, knock on the door of the Akasha. But I think that goes for a generalized, like when you come to the spiritual realm, it's very, very hard. And it's, very hard to describe to people. It's very difficult to just be like, yeah, I got this wild hair up my ass one day and this sounds like a really good idea. And people are like, wait a minute, that sounds completely different from like the person that you have lived your life for, in my example, 25 years. And, you know, now at like 27, going to be 28, I'm like, wow, I actually don't even know who I was living for those 25 years. You know, I don't even know what I was doing. Like I've never felt more my authentic self than I do within these last three, but I guess I had to cross those bridges. I had to 
live that life in order to understand, be grateful, respectful, and in this space from a point of view that I actually am ready and willing to accept it. And I think that's, again, one of those hurdles we all have to cross over before it's time to take your next steps. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. And a couple of things that came up were, um, that I wanted to remind people of is you can receive messages in different ways. Some people see, I think I've said this before, but you can hear it. Some people hear things word for word. Some people feel things. Some people see things. So if you are saying I'm in my records, I've entered my records and I'm not hearing anything. One thing that I like to do is just free write, just journal. Anything that comes to you, whether you're seeing it, feeling it, hearing it, any sensation, write. Write every word. Don't worry about spelling. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about punctuation. Just write every word. And it might be something silly like caterpillar brown do hat, you know, it's just get in the practice of anything that comes through. And then you'll notice that you are just writing things. And that's you channeling those messages. That's you in your records truly channeling. So start that way. I wanted to bring that up. And yes, that most authentic self. Also finding that releasing everything and truly coming into a spiritual awakening of which you have many in your life. You don't have one and then you're done and say, Ooh, thank goodness that was over. Get ready, girl. Cause you're going to have more <laughs> and sometimes they're easier and sometimes they're horrible, but in releasing anything that no longer resonates with you in your life, just know that it can be a very, some people call it the dark night of the soul. You have stripped so much away that it's like, God, what, what's left for me? Who am I? And that's where you become so, so close and in tune to who you are. When you start to feel your best about yourself in those lowest, darkest moments, because then you say, okay, I've been stripped of anything and everything that doesn't matter to me, that doesn't need to take space in my life in order to create space for that, for anything that does. So by taking that dark void, you start to fill it with things that are resonating, with things that you do want to learn, with people you do want to spend time with that you now are like, where, where have you been my whole life? Like, are you like, you know, that's where these ideas of twin flames and, and, you know, all those things come through where it's like, that doesn't mean romantic love. That could just be someone that's meant to be in your life that, you know, you chose to be in your life and find, and this is the time that you find them. So, you know, although the spiritual awakenings and starting your spiritual path start, they kind of, they, like I said, they dangle the gifts to make you really excited. So you stay on the path and then they just take it all away. It's just kind of funny. Um, but so, you know, stay the course, do the work, go through those dark nights of the soul, feel horrible knowing that you've shed it all. But as you're feeling horrible, hold on to rituals like a gratitude practice. Thank you universe for stripping away all of that, which no longer is necessary in my life in order to create room to receive the things that do, you know, having that gratitude practice and filling that in and knowing that all those beautiful things will, will then come. That's kind of an important thing to know as well, because it is not all rainbows, <laughs> but Right. There are a ton of rainbows, you know, it is beautiful. So not just scaring anyone away, but just have that awareness too, that as you show up for yourself and as you do this work, some of it is tough, but the end result is so beautiful. And 
like you coming from a place of going through it over and over again, losing full friendship groups. I mean, an entire group of friends just losing them in the past year only to feel as though I am my truest self and I honor, I honor and have gratitude for the friendships that we had at that time for who I was in that place in my life. I give love and grace and release and move on knowing that I, as I step into again, my most authentic self, that that friendship had its place in its life. Thank you for that. Now I've opened myself up for communicating and connecting with other like-minded individuals such as yourself. I am so excited. Like literally, I don't know, like our energy has just been top tier since the very beginning. I know that this is not just a one-off thing that excites me like beyond measure. Absolutely. Yes. As we wrap up this episode though, I would love as we've had the wonderful conversation that I'm so thankful for, I do want people to know how to reach out to you. Um, I would love for you. I know you still do your donation based readings. So how people can reach out to you for that and, um, anything that we didn't cover that you maybe feel called to say, I would love for you to have the floor and tell us all about how to find Lindsay and anything else we may have forgotten. Sure. I would say the easiest place is go to my website, which is balancedlifestylist.com. And that has my social links, that has ways to work with me, that has everything. Um, you can find me on Instagram, which is ba- and TikTok, that's the same handle, balanced.lifestyle.guide. And you can, on Instagram, slide into my DMs and we can schedule Akashic Records readings that way. And besides that, either Instagram, TikTok, and website, those are all, that's probably the easiest way to find all about everything that I offer and more. Awesome. Well, I'm so grateful to have shared time with you today. And I'm really excited to air this, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm um, excited too. I would love to close this episode out though. And thank you for your time. I'm really excited to see where this goes and I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here um, as a messenger for people that are starting their spiritual path. You're here to enlighten others' lives and you're doing important work as well. So thank you for creating this container for everyone to do their own healing and journey. Thank you. I love it. I'm super passionate about this and I'm super excited to see where it goes. So we'll see. Thanks for tuning into the Brewell broadcast. Please make sure you follow our community via socials. If you really like this episode, please make sure to rate and review so others can find us as well. And most importantly, stay well, friends. <laughs>